Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, Bill and Ted face the music! In the year 2020, we finally got Bill and Ted 3, and it saved the world. Alright, world <laughs> saved. I guess that's one of the longer spans between sequels. Is Blade Runner supposed to be the, uh, the winner in that one now? Yeah, but that's this is more of a direct sequel than that is. Oh, like right. Harrison Ford has like a cameo in that. Yeah, yeah. But um, there's something else that has a really long... If sequel. you forget the prequels existed, then Star Wars. Yeah, we can't. But yeah, you we can't. can't. Um, Tron. Tron was pretty Tron long. was a long time, yeah. Tron might have been longer. No, it was about the same, actually, when you boil it all down. So, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. Keeping the same actors in the primary spots is, I guess, something that typically doesn't happen when you wait that long between sequels. Yeah. <laughs> They already tried this with Dumb and Dumber, which wasn't a good place to try it with, so... Oh, yeah, they did do one with the actual guys. Because they did that one with, like, different actors. Yeah, they did the prequel. And then they did another one with the actual guys, and it was not very good. I feel like there's another one that I'm forgetting that they literally did, but... Oh, well, it doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah, yeah. This is (laughs) is a pretty nice fan, but uh, keeping that much of the original DNA uh, was pretty impressive. Not only does it bring back the cast, it really fills... Like a sequel. Right. <laughs> like this is just the third Bill and Ted film. Yeah, it could have come out in 95. It would, well, it couldn't because they actually need to be older, don't they? But <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. Nice yeah. I, I know they started working on the, um, the script in 2010, I think. Well, before no, that. They, they, they started working on the script, a script, pretty much right after Bogus Journey. Right, right. But, but they, they had a final version of this script in 2010. There we go. Okay. Yeah, but it's, it's like, it basically was like a wine. The longer you leave it, the better it's going to be because it's about <laughs> them being old. Yes. So. <laughs> But um, I think this is, I mean, I guess we're going to see Tenet at some point. Um, that's where we're like looking forward to. That's a Nolan film. We don't know anything about it, as we've said before. Right. Otherwise, I think this is the only film this year that, well, there aren't many films to look forward to, but I don't really... There were two films I was really psyched about, and they've both been pushed back to next year. What are those? Godzilla vs. Kong and Monster Hunter. Okay, they, were, they well, I see where that hit your, your yeah. buttons. Um, is Black Widow even coming out this year now? I don't... Nothing's coming out this that year. That seemed like it was this done. This year. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, we're just going to call next year 2020 and pretend it. I well, don't... Yeah, because the calendar's going to roll over to 2021 and all the problems are going to go away. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I don't think... I think the Marvel Universe is over. There, there won't be any more. Yeah, I think it kind of has... You really... Well, they needed to it. take a year off, right? Yeah, but now they but, can just put a cap on it. <laughs> well, they are definitely still making at least a third Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there'll be some more stuff. But yeah, they, they certainly... It, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, because I felt like they were rushing too much to bring more out after Endgame. Mm. So this has actually been kind of perfect for the Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah, but we're in the building. Maybe by the time we get story. another one, I'll be happy about it. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, because I think we're all burnt out on that. Bill and Ted, like you said, like a wine, uh, waiting for it was cool. But yeah, I... I I, I think it's been in the past two years I'd start seeing things in the news new Bill and Ted Keanu said I'm like huh well, that's weird and oh they're actually filming it oh that's that's weird oh it's finished that's weird it's, yeah, but even as I'm hearing this news it didn't feel like it was going to come out I know <laughs> it, it didn't feel real right <laughs> it just doesn't I guess Alex Winter's been off the map so far as far as a screen presence and you know Keanu's like no nah, he can't do that anymore and that said as perfect as it is his stance is too cool usually in this movie Ted yep. in the original movies definitely looks a little dumpier. Just the way he No stands. one can do Ted, including <laughs> Keanu Reeves at this point. Yeah. Because, like I said in um, Bogus Journey, it's kind of weird when they, they possess his dad and he tries to be a Ted. Mm. And the daughter in this, little Bill, can't I, quite stand like Ted. I thought she was they were really good, good at it. But her stance was weird. Because she's an attractive actress, right? Yeah. But she did Ted well enough that I found her unattractive. I know what it is. <laughs> it's because 
she wasn't wearing baggy clothes. So you can see the weird ass stance. Whereas <laughs> when Ted does it, you can't really see it, right? That, that might be, that might be it. So it's just like, oh, his, ho- his clothes are hanging on him weird. But here it's like, oh, that's really gawky and bizarre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I guess it's a testament to the acting. I was like, okay, I know she, she's actually quite attractive, but she's not, she's not in this movie, which is the, the point. I mean, yeah, yeah, she yeah. shouldn't be. So. <laughs> um, so it worked out pretty well. But um, I don't know, any, any other opening thoughts you want to get there, or should I get no, down to it? I think, well, are we going to do it the way we normally do it with a new release, where we do a spoiler-free section and then we'll go more spoiler If you want a spoiler-free, do it now, because I'm going to read the entire plot. Oh, yeah, of course you are. <laughs> well, yeah, because the difference is, normally when we do a brand new film, we've just watched it at the theatre, right? But... 2020, we didn't do that. They don't, <laughs> just, they don't have theaters anymore. Well, actually, we have a theater across, but it's just yeah, Japanese bizarre. It's films. all Japanese films because nothing Western is coming out at the moment. They, they do have a tenant poster, which is not out here yet. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. This is. I, I, I think everyone has seen this one um, streaming or whatnot. So, I, did anyone go to the theater for it? <laughs> they, yeah, they did. They had it in some theaters in the states, right? So I figured they might as well just bring it out in all the theaters here, but maybe Bill and Ted's just not that big. <laughs> oh, in Japan, no, no, it's not that big. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen any reference to it anywhere. Right. But Back to the Future is huge here. Yes. But Bill and Ted didn't quite land. Well, I, I'll spoil everything then. All right. I'm going to be the okay. big spoiler. Uh, yeah, here's my spoiler three thoughts. It's really good. If you like Bill and Ted, watch the new Bill and Ted. There we go. Now you can shut it off unless you want to get into spoiler land, the spoiler monster. Time for the spoiler. <laughs> It's 2020, and Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan have yet to write the song that will unite humanity. The future comes a ringin' to tell them that they'd better have the song by 7.17 that evening, or the universe would basically collapse. Bill and Ted decide to steal the song from their future selves, first going two years in the future, finding themselves as depressed, divorced alcoholics who never wrote the song. Jumping five years ahead, a dandy-tized, seemingly successful Bill and Ted claim to have the song, but it turns out that they just broke into Dave Grohl's mansion and stole one of his songs. Ten years in the future, that Bill and Ted have been serving prison time for the mansion incident and are now buff as shit, but they still don't have a song. They do save the younger Bill and Ted from a killer paranoid android named Dennis, though, It seems the future has decided that maybe Bill and Ted must instead die by 717. Finally, jumping to the end of the story in 2067, an elderly dying Bill and Ted give their younger selves a song to play. Meanwhile, Bill and Ted's daughters, Billy and Thea, get their own futuristic time machine and go skipping backwards in time to collect the best musicians ever for the concert. They manage to find Jimi Hendrix, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, Louis Armstrong, flautist Ling Lung, a prehistoric drummer, and Kid Cootie to form the band to back the epic song. Unfortunately, just as the band comes together, they are all accidentally disintegrated by Dennis, who thought they were Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted find the now distraught uh, Dennis and convinces the android to blast them all to hell, literally. In hell, Bill and Ted collect their daughters in the band and even convince their old bass player, Death, to rejoin the band. Returning to life and to the present, reality is in full collapse. But just as things are at the brink, Billy and Thea conduct the rockestra with their own song under a highway. 
everyone across space and time join in with the tune and Bill and Ted get to wail on their guitars once more, making everything excellent. Shit, I was still in a Pringle. Um, <laughs> so I guess we'll start with actors and cast and characters we usually do. Mm. Everyone start. Bill and Ted. Yeah. Everyone but George Carlin shows up really, right? Because I will get to that in a minute. Because <laughs> <laughs> there are two who don't show up. Yeah. Noticeably and pretty bogusly and heinously. <laughs> okay, so we'll start with Bill and Ted. Um, yeah, I mean, Alex Winter basically... Yeah, the same he, he looks and sounds exactly the same. It's incredible. Like in my memory of this film already, it's just it's Bill with like exactly as he was in the old yeah. movies. Um, Ted, of course, has just a few shades of Keanu over him now, like later Keanu, because how could he not at this right. point? Um. <laughs> his, somehow his voice has dropped so much deeper. <laughs> and it makes him sound way older, whereas Bill still sounds pretty much the same. Yeah, there's a few times where I'm like, is this Batman Keanu or John Wick Keanu? I guess would be uh, a more yeah. relevant uh, comparison, but, you know, instead of like, whoa, whoa, it's whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, he's older, it's fine. Uh, as far as acting the part, it, it works out pretty well. <laughs> um, the big difference, they feel emotions in this film way more than they did in the previous two. And it makes the whole film just feel a little sad. Mm. Well, it's like, because the old films, they, they were so much, they were young, there was so much promise, and now they're well, yeah, now they are 50s like and they don't... Rock stars whose career is behind them is sort of the vibe. I mean, I, they were basically like, what, like Soul Asylum or, um, you know, uh, Trip and Daisy or something, like mildly successful, but they didn't set the world on fire. Well, it, it seemed like they had like one number one hit, and then that was it, like... Oh, I did love what was it? Uh, another disappointing attempt at music. <laughs> the title of their album was fantastic. <laughs> I think there were some albums in the late 90s with some similar titles. It was pretty good. Or, or was it Fiona Apple who just gives her album like a paragraph as the title? That was fun. I like that too. Well, that song had a pretty long ass title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the three Please part. Please enjoy the first three movements of like. The chemical, biological, and philosophical <laughs> meaning of love, part one. <laughs> I thought it was hip. I listen to that sort of stuff on the train. I know. You definitely listen to that sort of stuff. I throat sing for the kids sometimes, you know. <laughs> it's snack time. Let's have some snack. Oh, I always do that. Oh, yeah. I end with one of those, and I just shake my head until they make me stop. I'm like, <laughs> it's snack time. It's snack time. Let's have some I, I, I often go for the throat singing or the um, the, the, the um, dramatic high note. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most fun. No, I just, yesterday I did an entire lesson as a robot. <laughs> One of the kids was like, be a robot, be a robot. And I started doing it and they were all like enraptured. So they were listening to everything I told them to do. And I was like, I guess I'm a robot now for the next hour. <laughs> next rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that bothers me? <laughs> but, um, yeah. But, yeah, one of them started joining in. So I just me and, like, little Sosuke the robot. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I, this does have the best thing in any of the three Bill and Ted movies. You talked about Derek? Oh, he's fun, too. Dennis. What's it? Dennis, 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 Dennis. Dennis. No, no, no. Hey, Dennis is fun, but that's not what I was getting at. Okay, because he's... A, yeah, what were you going to... I was getting a buff Bill and Ted. Buff Bill and Ted was great. <laughs> buff Bill and Ted. I mean, like, when I saw the trailer, I'm like, what? And then when I saw the movie, I was like, yes, this is fantastic. It's amazing. <laughs> they were doing that, like, war chant or whatever, prison. And the whole thing of, like, is this a song? Yes, it is! <laughs> <laughs> they got the wild stallions tattoos. And yeah. Was Station a tattoo on them? No, one of them was excellent. <laughs> yeah, that was an excellent... <laughs> So, 
Yeah, I would have liked it if that was the song that changed the world. They just started like a freaking revolution from prison. <laughs> it turned out they were like super dictators, and that was why the future worshipped them. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I, I definitely love Buff Bill and Ted. Uh, Dandy fight. I do like how the future Bill and Ted's are just like ridiculous in different ways each time. <laughs> yeah, we never really got that at all because they. The two older films, they're just always playing the exact same Bill and Ted. Well, Even like, when they're evil Bill and Ted, they're still the exact same. Right, they're just like a day ahead, if anything, yeah. right? So it's, these ones are just like way out ridiculous. Like, hey, if you don't fix things now, this is what happens. That was great. <laughs> Especially as someone who's played multiple depressing open mic nights. <laughs> and then I guess the next two you've got to talk about, uh, Bill and Ted. Yeah. Little Bill and Little Ted. Oh, well, you mean the daughters? Yeah. Theo and, Theo and Billy, right? They're yeah. A little different. It did take me a bit. Wait, they flipped the names. Okay, they named them after each because other. That happens at the end of Bogus Journey. Yeah, I know it does. Yeah. I just I, I didn't really compute for a while because I was writing the notes. I was like, oh, wait, wait, Thea's the other one. Okay, oops. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah you, like, Bill can't name his daughter Bill, but Ted can name his daughter Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Lee. <laughs> Like we talked about in the previous one, how Bill and Ted, sorry, this is back to Keanu and Alex, they are individual characters, but you have to have them as a unit. And that was like their big failing in this film. Oh, right, like, they played here, so it's like, we love you. We love you guys. <laughs> Try making that sentence with I. I and Bill. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, it was. Uh, come on, they sold themselves. It's, there was never any deception. They sold themselves at that from the start. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I left. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the marriage counseling. Well, that was very weird fantastic. then. That seems weird for me because the marriage counselor is like. She's, what, she's just an actor who's all like in all the current comedy films. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, weird. It's a film from 2020 all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm not like this weird thing that's emerged from the 90s. I guess. I've actually, like, fallen off seeing most... I haven't seen many recent comedies. Mm. I, don't, I don't like to laugh, man. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of recent comedies because my sense of humour has been so balked by all my time on the internet. Right. That mainstream comedy just isn't funny to me anymore. Yeah, and then in Japan, just the com Like, you know, the sci-fis, the actions, they make it here, but the mm. uh, comedies don't. Okay, well, one or two did. I got to see Jojo Rabbit. Right. And, um... Like I always say, even the serious films are comedies now. Yeah. And all the, even the comedies are depressing. <laughs> you know, we're messing with genre. This one just, this one basically plays with depressing as a joke, though, which is yeah. nice. It's not... Oh, well, yeah, yeah. That, it, the joke is just that, like, oh, yeah, they're failed musician dads, right? So... <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. It, I wasn't, like, really, like, bummed the fuck out. <laughs> just, like, it just had a very different tone to the other two yeah. because of that. And I guess it had been, I mean, at this point in their lives, they're not successful. But, yeah. But it's shown that they actually, yes, they had had some success. Right, right, right. Like, you know, I mean, I guess their wives from the past aren't, like, footing the bill. Well, they're footing the bill now, but maybe, like, ten years ago, like... Yeah, well, they had a were, house and stuff, and they'd been... They had been successful musicians. They're just, they're, they're back to loserhood. Because we don't want, nobody wants to see a successful Bill and Ted. Yeah, right. <laughs> the whole point is if they're successful, you, you've kind of lost it, so. Well, yeah, because then, like, you're in a perfect utopian society or whatever, and that's right. not an interesting film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's where they couldn't make another sequel too long after. Right, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. the first one is just, we need to make sure that the band forms. You're not doing the thing. Bogus Journey's like, oh, you're doing the thing now. And the new one's like, eh, you kind of did, but not quite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did I just keep doing ACDC cover albums and, like, abstract um, conceptual music or what? Well, it did suggest that their first big hit, they did write their own song. Mm. But it just wasn't the song that united the world. Yeah. I see. And then you had the thing. I was sure they were going to do the thing of, like, you can't actually see the song at the end of the film. Because, like... That'd be pretty pretentious to write a song and be like, yeah, yeah, this is the song. This... Well, the point's not the song. But then, yeah, itself, that, right? they, yeah, that was the twist. It was like, oh, it wasn't the song. It's just the fact that they became like infinite beings. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think everyone should get an instrument at school. You know, I support that idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would just be playing like an upturned mixing bowl like I always do because I have so little musical talent. <laughs> um, I guess other actors. You want yeah, to... yeah we, we didn't really talk about Young Pill and Pebble. I just said we were going to. Yeah. Uh, Billy and Thea. But yeah, they're really good. Like you said, they just... 
They are so Bill and Ted. Yeah, there's no irony in what they're doing, right? Which is, uh, you can't... Right, that's, yeah, that's why they never annoyed me, like, the... When the adults played Bill and Ted in Bogus Journey, right? Mm -hmm. Because it it never felt like they were making fun of anyone. Yeah. They were just vibing the way Bill and Ted did. I'm 100% behind that. And they just picked up some lives. affectations. Yeah, well, they they seemed like two girls who'd been raised by Bill and Ted. Exactly. (laughs) So they were, like, weird and useless, but also super nice. They had quite a bit of music knowledge, Warren, Bill, and Ted. They could, they could have handled that um, that Morse code, not Morse code, the beeping. Oh, the beeping thing from Short Circuit, Circuit 2. Circuit 2, yeah, 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 they would have been able to follow along with that. Bill and Ted wouldn't. <laughs> well, yeah, because the joke was Bill and Ted wanted to be rock stars, but had no musical talent until the end. <laughs> Whereas these two have actually grown up immersed in music. Yes. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, the, the one, the missing actors. Uh, let's do that a bit. And the, I mean... Or do you want to talk about Dennis? I don't know. Or, do you, or William Sadler. I guess I'll leave the path to you. Oh, well, Dennis was just like a, a... It was a one-joke character, but I found the joke kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, okay. There we go. And then you've got like stuff like Missy and the dad coming back. Well, dad shows up a little bit. Missy's definitely just the, uh, oh, there she is. But Yeah, but that was still a funny gag to continue the Missy marrying. Yeah, everyone. yeah. Oh, yeah, I was like, uh, what did I write? Is this like legalized incest now? <laughs> I mean, that was very 2020 to have some incest porn in there. <laughs> <laughs> So that, um, William Sadler's death, um, I got a note from my dad just saying, yeah, the makeup is really beneficial for him. Cause yeah, because it makes it look he doesn't age that much. Right. As Unless he turns his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the 40-minute uh, bass solo is quite wonderful. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I, I was like, well, I do stick four-minute cello solos in our set sometimes. So I can't, I'm not one to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I liked the... Um, just the scene of them getting back the band back together with death. Yeah. Like, that's how you wish all your favorite bands could do it. <laughs> do. Well, that's how we assume it goes It goes down. Although I, I assume it really involves more lawyers and stuff. Well, and just someone at the record company saying, look, here's a really big check. Please play a gig together again and pretend you're friends. <laughs> Did you ever hear about the, uh, the Beatles thing? No. There was a joke that uh, Saturday Night Live where they're like, we will we will offer a thousand dollars if the Beatles come and play a concert, <laughs> and Lennon and Lennon and McCartney were actually hanging out in New York that night, like for the right. first time in a while. And they're like, "Well, if we go down, we could ask for like half the money." <laughs> then they got stoned though and didn't go anywhere. Uh, <laughs> would have been great if they'd done it. Can <laughs> <laughs> we like half the money? <laughs> yeah, that would have been pretty cool. But yeah, <laughs> that's how you get the band back together. <laughs> no, so the two I do want to talk about are the princesses. Oh, okay, see, I, I guess I didn't, like, fully compute there, because... Well, they They've been recast with actresses ten years younger. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I just looked it up. The original actress who played Elizabeth would be 51 right now. Mm-hmm. The actress playing her in this film is 44. Okay. So maybe there was, like, casting reasons they couldn't... Scheduling reasons they couldn't get the old actresses back. I'm willing to believe that. But it's like, oh, no... Keanu and Bill can age, but ugh, you can't show women aging in a film, so their wives have to be ten years younger than them. Right, right. Yeah. That's pretty bogus. Yeah, I was I was glad I didn't quite notice that. <laughs> well, because like, they were definitely were not the same actresses, because I kind of recognized these two actresses. Mm-hmm. They had the just, 80s hair, though, in the 80s, so I was like, maybe it's an 80s hair thing. Because yeah. women look quite different with not 80s hair and 80s hair. Yeah, but I, well, I mean, I've watched these three films in the past week, right? So... <laughs> Yeah, those are definitely not the same actors. And I was like, they look a lot younger than Ted and Bill do. <laughs> and yeah, it's like, oh, that's a bit... Come on, Hollywood. I guess I was so... Fo- well, as I guess most viewers are focused on the daughters, because that's the more interesting... Yeah, the daughters are great. Right. Uh, and like, the, the two women playing, the wives were great. Yeah, yeah, they were fine. But, but it's yeah, just like, why would you do that? Um, yeah. Um, were, did you have a word about what holographic Carlin... Or was it, or I thought was, it was done nicely. Enough. Okay, so it was the two, the two princesses. Yeah, that were, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that that sorry, was some I, bullshit. I thought you were going to give me some weird take on the Carlin thing, but yeah, I, th- I thought that was fine. It's like the little museum hologram, nice way to get them in. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> who did the. They got a very good voice alike for when the camera cuts away from them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that try and perfect their Carlin impressions. No, well, no, I mean. There have been times where they have done the bring a dead actor back thing, which I don't like. Mm. Like when they brought back Prince for a concert and Prince was like so against all of that stuff. <laughs> That's like a bit offensive when 
Tupac was brought back to make money for the white man. Yeah. That's kind of bullshit. But yeah, and in the case here, it is like, oh my, you know, the it's a little loving like, amount, right? Like the character, it's also dead. So yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. Um, like Marlon Brando and Superman Returns, I didn't mind that. Well, they just used old footage. Basically, yeah, yeah, and then CGI it, so it yeah, could go around. Kind of works. There's other issues with that film, which we might talk about at some point. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, I didn't have an issue with that one. Yeah. And the daughter was... I've seen her and stuff as well, but I don't know what. But yeah, she was convincing enough as a young Rufus. Right. <laughs> she was a little... She was more like Bill and Ted's age. Yeah. I don't know what her age is, but... Wait, but she's she, Rufus's daughter. So right, right. I just know she was... Age. They did cast a little... That's a case where they could have cast a younger actress and got away with it. I guess. But yeah, she's playing the Rufus role. She can't be too young. Yeah, true. <laughs> she has to come across like she knows better than Bill and Ted did. <laughs> she came across like Joan Cusack, but she's not... No, she's been in stuff. Okay. I think she's actually a musician. Oh, okay. I, I got oh, it. no, and I'm getting mixed up with different women. Yeah. Anyway, that, that was the impression I got. There was kind of a Joan Cusack vibe there. <laughs> and then you got the future people who are just boring like they always are. Mm. <laughs> Which is why you can't have a film set in the future, you don't think. Okay, we just went down some rabbit holes, and uh, Christian Shaw is actually slightly younger than the wives, sorry. Uh, but Fly of the Concords. Yeah, yeah I think me. that's what most of us, and the, me and you are most familiar with. And the other one I had to just look up just now when we were uh, having a short break is Samara Weaving, who plays Theo, is Hugo Weaving's niece. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I just had to check. I was like, There's not that many Weavings around, right? That, yeah, I mean, it seems like it wouldn't be that uncommon a name but I was like is she related and yeah she is but niece niece okay yeah. <laughs> um, she's nowhere near as creepy <laughs> no she's not as creepy but I just wondered if there's a connection there or not and there is so um, does this look enough like a Bill and Ted because the Bill and Ted movies had like fantastically crap effects it didn't until right at the end when they're playing their song yeah. and the effects that are like, coming out of the instruments were Classic Bill and Ted, like drawn onto the frames with a felt tip effect. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Like, um, like does time circuit seem like you know PlayStation what two to four upgrade or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah but they still they still look pretty time circuity. But yeah, the future looked very different. Yeah, that it was more like what Guardians of the Galaxy future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, but yeah, it was, was like it? when they go to the Nova planet in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, as well said, it's not the future, is it? Technically, it's just a different planet. Yeah, and then yeah, the. Uh, the robot and stuff was like way better effects. Like I, I thought the the um, the site they used for the Bogus Journey uh, Institute was a nice balance, right? Because they're doing they're doing location shooting, so it's not. That was basically just a TNG set, right? Yeah, they use that for TNG a lot. That's probably <laughs> one of the other reasons I liked it. I was like, just go back there, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> a big TNG feel. Because they were going for the, that big agora thing and the, well, the boring future people. I mean, they, I, I, I would just build that weird chamber again yeah, yeah this one well this one felt more like um like kelvin verse future yeah yeah <laughs> shiny white ipod future that we always get these days right so i i do kind of wish that they had stayed true to their just like straight up old school future thing hell's pretty much the same of course a little more detail and digital i guess but yeah but if anything it was like less over the top yeah, yeah, they didn't have all that crazy stuff going down with the, the fear thing. I did like how the daughters were, hey, we're, just, we're here, we're in hell, hey, we're yeah. good. Well, that's just exactly how Bill and Ted were. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, they weren't good when they were being chased by their demons. Yeah, yeah. when they first arrived, they just thought it was Mel. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess when you first arrive at Hell, it's different than how you, um, when you're, like, banished there. Right. <laughs> Although, so, last time they went, set, they went to Hell because Missy, like, banished them there, right? Yeah. This time, they just died and went to Hell. <laughs> so is everyone in this film just a bad person? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe, like, you know, when they did the seance, I mean, they could have well, like, gone upstairs if as well. Bill and Ted, the saviors of the universe and architects of a utopian future, can't go to heaven? <laughs> they're, they're fully capable of jacking their way into heaven, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that is a good point. And then, I'll, and then Mozart's going to hell. Well, actually, he was a bit of a... a yeah, I think most famous musicians probably are going to hell. <laughs> you, you know about Mozart's letters to his mother and his sister? No. He'd write just, like, scatological jokes to them. Oh, I think I have heard about that. Like, yeah, about yeah. how his shit smelled and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's just banter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, the, the choices for the musicians. One thing uh, we talked about in The Excellent Adventure, oh, they just are the characters? Yeah. Here they've... Um, Okay, you could argue, like, Beethoven later on had a kind of iconic film representation, but and Napoleon's had so many, it doesn't matter. But, mm. um, you know, Hendrix had a few years ago with uh, Andre 3000 playing him. Mm. The movie wasn't so great, but his, his portrayal of Hendrix was fantastic. It, I suppose a big difference here, the historical figures from Excellent Adventure all predated being filmed. Mm. Whereas we have a video of Hendrix. The Hendrix here is pretty good. The, the distraction, I mean, obviously I know he's on Hendrix. The distraction for me more was just having seen Andre 3000 a, a few years ago. And, I would, I've not seen that film. So. Again, he's great in it. The film itself is, mm, you're better off reading a book about Hendrix. You also um, had a, you actually had a bunch of historical figures, but they didn't really talk or have roles. They just did like little sight gags. So Yeah, these ones so are a little more to look alike. involved in the, in the journey. Um, yeah. You know... <clears throat> of course, Kid Cootie, they just got Kid Cootie, but that's not the biggest name either, so... Yeah. I mean, he's perfectly popular, I'm just saying. Like, I hadn't heard of him for okay. He's Yeah, anyway, yeah, there, there, <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, Mozart, we had Amadeus, right? Yeah. Like Tom Hulse playing him, which I guess isn't quite as iconic as um, some other stuff, but uh, yeah. There were, so, there were more comparisons to make. I guess they've never really made a Louis Armstrong biopic. See, the Louis Armstrong, we think... From film is like old man Louis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. which so also Hendrix is like, aren't you supposed to be like eighty? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I didn't mind seeing Louis because yeah, I haven't really seen him at that age before. I do like how um, how their Hendrix walks around with a strat all the time, which was probably what Hendrix did anyway. So yeah, <laughs> I also love that somehow they had knowledge of like. An eleven thousand BC drummer from like Africa. They know. Place. They know a lot about music. I know. I, I'm not. I'm not bionic. I genuinely love that. that. That makes sense for getting a drummer. Yeah. <laughs> so that was cool. So. <laughs> and then. Yeah, like the Chinese flutist. Yeah. But I do like, like, they're collecting them for a reason, instead mm. of just that weird thing at the end of Excellent Adventure. It's like, we're all on stage, what are we going to do now? Hey. <laughs> Here it's, like, clear why they're, why they're all on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that's kind of nice. Oh, do you mean the end of Bogus Journey? Where no, it's just no. like, oh, it just happens, Station can play drums and Death can play bass. Oh, no, I'm talking about Excellent Adventure, where they're all well, on stage. Well, I mean, they were supposed they... to be using them for a presentation. Yeah, but just... In that case, like, okay, here we are, la, la, la. It's like King Kong, right? You put yeah. King Kong on stage and just stare okay, okay. for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some chorus girls dance by every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've got, like, part A, but they haven't really bothered with a plot B and C. Right, right. I was like, uh, what is it, the South Well, that, that even, that actually here... They did acknowledge that because the girls got this band together but hadn't, like, trained them to play any songs or anything. They got Hendrix and Mozart jamming a bit. Plus, that's what they did in the end. They just got everyone on throughout time and space jamming. Yeah, yeah. So they're all, they all joined the universal consciousness at that point, so they didn't need to learn anything. Yeah. <laughs> they were trans transported through music. Yeah. Oh, wow. Is this another space as a place? Except the world doesn't blow up at the end, so it's more optimistic, maybe. Well, they, they prevented the world blowing up because they jammed. Yeah. Well, they prevented the world Whereas, from... Um, Samurai came a bit too early for everyone to jam with him. Yeah, it's two minutes too late. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, I mean, but he was like, that was like, space to space, 60s or 70s? 70s. Yeah, the whole world wasn't ready to jam together yet. No, 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 no. But, yeah, yeah, what, 
What? What did? Yeah. What does it? They become infinite beings. How long does it take to handle those instruments? Well, when you're an infinite being, no time at all. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just hanging from the precipice. It got must have gotten boring though, even for an infinite being. I, I don't. I don't think Bill and Ted are capable of boredom because like they're not aware that time is transpired. They just stop and, hey, let's play, hey, let's play a game, okay. Move <laughs> on to something, so. They're playing 20 questions, and the answer is always tank. <laughs> so I'm sure there's plenty, of, maybe, yeah, we could have a few movies of them just distributing instruments and <laughs> up to weird hijinks in between the handouts. Well, they should just, every movie that comes out for the rest of time, just have a cameo of Keanu Reeves or Alex Wendt just turning up and adding an instrument to someone. <laughs> like the Nick Fury at the end of Marvel films. Still That'd be good. I, I'm down with that. They should do that. So, yeah. Or, you know, YouTube people out there, if you want to just edit that into films. Well, there we go. Make films how you want now, cause if you can make films. Yep. Which is, I guess, uh, questionable. I mean, I've seen some really impressive deep fakes, so you can just do what you want now. I've heard people say you can always kind of tell when it's photoshopped, though. To tell somewhere. I guess if you got a good eye for video editing. Yeah, yeah, but to the layman. Yeah. And if you just, if you plan it in advance. I bet all the news is deep fakes, none of that's happening. Don't go down that rabbit hole, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> everything. Everything. <laughs> all I know exists is what's in this room. And that little bit of that roof I could see out the window. <laughs> of sequels and reboots and remakes and stuff I felt that this film had just the right amount of little nostalgia things yeah it's legit it's a legitimate sequel yeah but, but it had little things from the old ones but it didn't really shoot on them down your throat well there's a bit of reboot in that the, the girls are more or less you know redoing the first movie yeah well yeah but I think you put in your notes the girls are redoing Excellent Adventure and Bill and Ted are redoing Bogus Journey. But. Which sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> but a Bill and Ted's thing was kind of new. It was they were going through their future, which we hadn't really seen. Mm-hmm. But then everyone went to hell at the end and did a bit of a Bogus Journey. Yeah. And bogus Journey doesn't really go through time, does it? Not much. No, no. They use it at the end to beat Denomus. Yeah, yeah. But and of course, he came from the future. Right, but. right. But I mean, Bill yeah, and Ted not really about going through the afterlife. They do not have a travel through time in that, except for no. going and learning to play guitar. And setting up their traps and stuff. I did enjoy the dad at the start. You didn't travel through time. You didn't go to heaven and hell. <laughs> I do like how they, they really cannot set it up in this. Uh, maybe, you know, when it's like, we can do all this tomorrow, they can fix it. But when it's like, oh. To the universe will cease to exist if we don't fix it. When we can do this over years, it doesn't work out. Like, like are Bill and Ted always like on the precipice of becoming horrible people? Were they ever like horrible people though? But the, Even when they were like failures, they weren't... Let's think about the first one. Oh, I just remembered the the one joke that really fucking got me. Mm. It's when Bill had passed Bill at gunpoint. And he's like, you don't need that gun. And he's like, really? Look what happens if I don't use it. And they try and run away. And he's like, see? <laughs> that was really funny to me. <laughs> that was fun. But, well, in the first one... Um, well, uh, Ted's going to be sent off to military school, and Bill's just become a depressive slacker on their own. So they're on the verge of at least becoming depressing people in the first one. Yeah, yeah, but they were still... Maybe Ted goes to military school and comes out John Wick, you know? Well, that's what military school is meant to do, right? Training yeah. humanity. But... Right. The second one kind of same, except for some reason Ted's all, uh, Bill's also being threatened with going to military school, which doesn't quite well, make sense. By but... Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, they got, they got um, dad, at the, or the commander at the beginning. Oh, like, right. Both of you. I guess it's just I that's just because veiled threat. No, that's just what the army does. When you don't have any financial prospects, they drag you off to military school. That's why education is not free in America. Mm. <laughs> because that's then why, there would be no poor people to make, send over to kill brown people. Maybe that's why we don't have businesses in America anymore. We just get everyone conscripted. Sorted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone's in the military. Um... 
It's the American dream, isn't it? I get so much... <laughs> the whole the whole populace is just a militia. <laughs> I get so much junk email now for job <laughs> offers at major corporations. Mm-hmm. And they're all... They're, yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah, I the same. Yeah, they're mostly addressed to uh, a mixture of my wife and my name. I still so they're, occasionally they're, get emails um, to Dr. Eric Ville. <laughs> which I did just because I wanted to get some posts labeled Dr. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's all it's all like, you know, Misuku, do you want a job? Which it's not even a real name, so it's kind of fun. <laughs> fun. But yeah, as a like in terms of, like the air guitar, we only got it like twice in this film. That's oh, like, no, but that's what I mean. That, that was the right amount. Yeah. Just a little bit of like, ah, oh, I like that, but it didn't go on and on about it. And we got like that one ruthless moment, but that was yeah. just a nice little passing thing. Right. It wasn't like, well, I haven't seen it yet, but that Ghostbusters trailer, right? That we watched. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, where it's so it. like maudlin and like, do you remember when the Ghostbusters were a thing? And blah, blah, blah. And it's like, this just looks like insulting to my intelligence <laughs> if anything yeah it's like the air guitars that do you remember and the rest of the time we get on with new stuff because they're yeah. again one of the reasons i like buff bill and ted is just these movies are supposed to have surprisingly absurd jokes that the first time you see them it's kind of like, really yeah well, like <laughs> british bill and ted was really fun oh yeah that well. was great too <laughs> i guess you're just bloody well rubbed off <laughs> like like oh madonna i guess yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I definitely love the the dandy Bill and Ted. <laughs> That's kind of what Hendrix did, though, yeah? Yeah. I, I don't think he... Well, he never affected the accent, but uh, he definitely went uh, to Swing in 67 London and took on the look. <laughs> but the... Um, the tone of the film, like, by having crazy Bill and Ted adventures, that's what makes you feel like, oh, yeah, it's like being back with Bill and Ted. Right. <laughs> Whereas if they just kept reminding you of stuff in the other two films... It wouldn't feel like those films felt. Yeah, I mean, we would have been like, I think people would have been disappointed if we didn't see Death again, but it, that was like almost the first time we got like a other and Rufus. That's the first time we got like a serious callback to the first couple. But I mean, his dad was still around. Missy and Deacon. Oh, right. Well, Missy was on, I mean, oh, yeah, right at the start. Yeah. But she was never a huge role in any of them. No, of it course. It was just a joke. No, I know it's a fantastic joke in the new one. And dad was always in them a little bit in the old yeah. ones. I wouldn't say that's like a nostalgia thing. He's. He seems yeah, a little well, older yeah. still guess, have that job. I guess neither of those guys, you're like, I can't wait to see Ted's dad. Just you Whereas you are really excited to see Ted. Bill's so, dad was not good. in there, though. I don't, yeah, I don't remember seeing him. He might have been in the wedding, but like in the, like Wesley Crusher in the last uh, Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, or the next gen one. <laughs> they had to write like five novels to explain. Yeah. <laughs> nine. Nine? It was like nine novels. Well, they only explained his thing in like two of them. But right. Yeah, they wrote like a ridiculous number of novels to explain away Nemesis. And then made Picard to explain it away even further. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Uh, where were we? Uh, Ted. Yeah, Ted said I was too old for the job. Um, I, I definitely see where I totally conflated him with the stepbrother's dad too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That wedding scene is so much... I mean, I'm not, they're not ripping it off, but it, there's definitely... Well, it's a wedding off. scene and he looks like Ted. And it's, yeah, and they play disappointing with... sons playing with music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... I really liked how they had the scene with their own, like, older dying selves and Ted was clearly just sorting out his daddy issues with his own self. <laughs> uh, there was uh, the, the, the post credit scene with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to rock before they die. <laughs> I, I just liked the line, you dead yet? No. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't die at the end of the scene, though, which would have been depressing, so yeah. that's, that's good. <laughs> I don't think never die. Yeah. I don't know. I just, maybe also, Ted's dad was fully prepared to just go in and execute him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, he wouldn't have recognized his son with all the dandified clothes anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, I do like the idea of let's just steal Dave Roll's song and give it to our younger selves. <laughs> oh, so here's something. Every single twist in this film you saw coming, right? Right. Like from the moment it's Preston and, you know, okay, the daughters write the song. <laughs> and then it's like, they're in that big house, like, well, it's not their house. <laughs> there were no actual... The only surprise was Bob Dylan Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why that's the best thing in all three of the movies. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that and falling down the pit to hell in a second. That was great. <laughs> Just let us never forget that. <laughs> but the movie's not about surprise. Bill and Ted don't want to be surprised. Well, Bill and Ted never are surprised, even when something insane happens. <laughs> so, that's great. So that, that's where we roll with it, yeah. I, I just, like, you always talk about how, like, the... It bothers you when a message is pushed too hard. Right. And, like, everyone knew that, oh, actually, it was their daughter's thing was what was coming. <laughs> so why did they even bother trying to, like, tease it and be smart about it? Yeah. It might, like, it was... the, 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 like, there were so many other things... Which they played very knowing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the audience already knows this, so we can have some fun with it. <laughs> Whereas if they just made it from the whole, from the start of the film, the daughters already know, like, oh yeah, we've written this song, what, what are our dads doing? They're being ridiculous. <laughs> but they didn't, they tried to make it a big twist, and it just wasn't. Yeah, well, they had to go have their own adventure to stake their claim, I guess. Just, uh... Yeah. But it wasn't like, hey, look, here are the girls, they just went off. Oh, no, yeah, that's, that was all done really well. It's yeah. literally just the, the, uh, you know, the... Preston and Logan and it's like okay I know we all know <laughs> stop yep. pretending this is clever there was a thing when we um, earlier this week we recorded the other two Bill and Ted movies and you're like what you already watched a new one I'm like yeah there's nothing really to spoil here <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't a spoilers thing because I didn't want to have that one in my brain yeah you know, no, I, get, I get what you're saying but I was I, you can see there's nothing you, in Matt's brain anyway so it's it's, yeah it's pretty easy to kind of just take a scalpel and you know yeah. and mentally separate them pretty easily fair enough it's also very new memories versus very old memories between the old ones. So, yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, d- I didn't need to watch the old ones to do those podcasts. They were very clear in my head. Honestly, my run in the future will probably bogus journey in this one. I, I said before, X Adventure is not a bad movie, but for some reason it's just, it never quite did it for me. Like I really like Bill and Tennant, but I'm like, oh, I like seeing them in bogus journey better because it's just more insane story. Mm. And then this one definitely has the insane story factor in play, so... Maybe not quite as insane as Bogus, because that's probably one of the more insane Hollywood movies that's come down the pike. But right, <laughs> but hey, it's it's definitely it's definitely in that. Oh um, yeah, this one realm. tried a little not not enough. There was a problem. It explained things a bit too much. Yeah, it was trying to actually have like a sci-fi plot. It's like I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I mean, the you know Dennis comes back to to kill them. It's like there didn't really need to be a bunch of political machinations there. It's just like you know. They'd be like, hey, he could have short-circuited. <laughs> oh, no, I, I didn't mind that. They're like, well, maybe it's not that they play the song. Maybe they just have to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I though. thought that was a fun. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, there were there were several scenes of thinking about that decision thing. Which... And just, I really loved the joke of, like, oh, it's a robot, and he's learned that it's wrong to kill, and he's becoming, like, no one giving a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Then him refusing to kill Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah. like every time he tries to speak, just no one cares. <laughs> well, I kept writing in my... No, no, I wrote in the plot, like, Paranoid Android. I was like, maybe it's a Radiohead reference. So I think I still keep calling him Derek, and it's Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> Was it Dennis McCoy? <laughs> Dennis Caleb McCoy? <laughs> Something like that. The point is he has a, a three-name a three name. Yeah. He's not like Sting or the aforementioned Madonna. <laughs> should we should go with one... I mean, I guess for this podcast, we do have one name, but... Yeah. What, what, what would you... Well, I can totally pull that... We can both totally pull that off in Japan. Yeah, what would your one name name be? We can't just go Luke. No, no, I'm, I'm thinking... Again, it's a Sting with Donna. I guess with Luke Summerhays, that could just be Summer. That's but that's a picky. bit... Yeah. Yeah. It's only me, is it? <laughs> Anyway, uh, if y'all if y'all know what our one name name Fuck my stick. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I do sometimes. Well, when I'm very drunk and I meet someone new, and <laughs> I'm doing introductions, I always just give them the. My name is Chuck, and I'm here to fuck. <laughs> 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 it never goes down well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't imagine it does. I <laughs> just like, yeah, I'm Sarah, and I'm not. <laughs> Did you just a bit of cry? <laughs> I, I, in my head, I always assume everyone's going to know. Oh, it's just a joke. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> I forget that until you know me, I look kind of intimidating. How about job? <laughs> <laughs> How about job interviews? That'd be a good time for one. <laughs> it says here your name is Luke Summerhays. Uh, no, my name is Chuck, and uh, I'm here to fuck. <laughs> You'd get 
Good film, isn't it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here like, oh, should we talk about if it's going to last? Of course it will. You want to watch? You already want to watch the first couple of Bill and Ted's if you want to watch them, which a lot of people do, and now they got three to watch. Yep. I've never seen the animated adventures. I've never seen animated adventures or the live action yeah. adventures. I don't feel like I need to. I did note they um, did contribute their voices to the animated ones. Oh, did they actually? Yeah. I didn't know that. So that made me a little more interested in actually watching it sometimes. I was going to say, yeah, the main appeal of Bill and Ted is just watching these two dudes. Yeah, so they do the voices. I know okay. I, I just got um, hold of the Star Trek animated again, which I, ha- I have in the States. Do you mean the TAS or the new one? Both of them, to be honest, okay. but uh, TAS. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, all of Star all the Star Trek before Discovery is just on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, and Discovery. <laughs> Here in Japan. But uh, yeah, it came in this like, totally bizarre... Actually, all this original Star Trek stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've got the, those, those weird plastic yeah, case those are, things. Those yeah, cool. So I don't have that now. It's too bad. But you, um, I saw them in the book off in Matsumoto. Oh, okay. No, I have uh, my, I have the DVDs now just in a sleeve, right? right so yeah, I yeah. guess they... I don't... If the, the packaging's thrown away or in America, so... I mean, they're all on the flicks, so I don't care. matter. Although that same book also had loads of Star Trek ship model kits, which I was tempted by. You'd have to to work a little bit harder, though, I guess, to uh, find the Bill and Ted animated series. Right. Although, it's probably probably just, like, on YouTube or something. Yeah. Anyway, now, now I just, when I was, you know, reading through stuff last night, that's when, oh, they actually did the voices for that. So now I'm a little more curious to at least have a look at an episode or two, because there's not that much Bill and Ted, you know, so any, that's... I guess that's where this is. There wasn't much to start with, even considering the animated one. So mm. a little more is nice. Yeah. Especially if they can I want pull some it off. Uh, Bill and Ted cereal. That sounds familiar. When that, when the show the films were popular and the animated series popular there, there was Bill and Ted cereal. Yeah, no, I seem to remember box seeing a box track because the first one, I mean, was quite especially with um, you know people around the age of ten was right. extremely popular when it came out. So I mean, I don't eat a lot of cereal these days anyway because I don't really bother to buy milk but. And if, yeah if you get into Bill and Ted age 10 you're, you're, it's never it's, it's never going away so yeah <laughs> I mean we never had your like as a kid I had British cereals which are not as exciting as American yeah we had we have laws about how much sugar you can stuff into a child wimps <laughs> yeah I know, right? <laughs> so I, did, I never tried like Lucky Charms and Fruit Loops until I was a grown man see I just mixed them that's the ball. When, when I was in um, university, I had this, you know, I had like the the mess hall. That's mm. not the right one. The, what were they? The, Common area? I that's know. not the right one. The place where they got the food. Dining hall. There we go. Okay. And, um, you know, just the food was at like the institutional bland. Japan doesn't have that, by the way. I was in the hospital for eating. The food's re- They just kept trying to make me eat rice or bread, and I didn't want that. But uh, the food was actually not bad, Yeah, they right? care a lot about food here. Yeah, institutional food in America is terrible. So I just quit trying to eat what they were cooking, and I just put together Fruit Loops and um, Lucky Charms. They call them Happy Happy Charm look, Lucky Fruits or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just mix it in and put Happy at the start, so. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's where I gained that college weight. <laughs> sounds like, what's the R.E.M. song? Shiny happy people having fun? Like, happy lucky fruity charms. Yeah. This was this was uh, Athens GA Athens GA so it all, it all comes together. REM does hate that song by the way. Oh, they good. were <laughs> fuck them. They, they were t- <laughs> apparently the record execs told them like you guys didn't write a hit for this album. <laughs> so they're like, okay, here's our hit, <laughs> and it was. <laughs> and they're like, oh crap. <laughs> so I don't think they play it live too often. <laughs> but yeah, they were doing it just to. To be obnoxious, being told they didn't have their hit on the album, <laughs> <laughs> which that one had losing. So losing my religion was not the hit, I guess, according to that's the like the REM song that I think of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that that was in the rest. There is some moody stuff on that album. I can see where maybe uh, it is good stuff. I can see where they might want some shiny. Ha- Nobody wants shiny happy people. Just listen I'm to, a shiny happy person. Just listen to the B fifty twos. I mean, they got the singer in the REM song anyway, right? So. <laughs> Uh, for the REM podcast. What do you think of the choice of Dave Grohl, a successful musician you can steal from? For Bill and Ted, that seems like the right choice. I guess. I mean, you, like, wait, cheering Hendrick, up like it's so good. Yeah, the historical musicians they got in, I thought that was great. Yeah, Hendrix was almost, well, of course Bill and Ted like Hendrix, but it almost seemed like too upscale a choice, right? Yeah. I mean, um... God, who else? Just for someone that everyone's going to recognize, you know, he, he did the... Um, 
played the devil for Tenacious D's the yeah, yeah, yeah. tribute to the greatest song ever written, right? Yeah. And they're kind of there, so. I mean, I, honestly, I've never been, like, too into the Foo Fighters, and he didn't really write for Nirvana or anything, so. I just, he just seems, like, real, like, white bread. Yeah, he's kind of, he's, he's... Like, it might as well have been Coldplay. <laughs> yeah, exactly, but, um, he seems... But, like, I guess, yeah, who is, who is still around who rocks? Dave Grohl was in Nirvana. I, guess I know that's, he was. That's, that's the thing that pushes him above the edge, is his association of having been in a really good band. Yeah. Maybe um, pushes him just that extra notch you need over, like, you know... Because, I mean, God, what mainstream rock acts are even out there that, like, They're rape? still alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Able to stand up right for long enough to have a cameo in a film. <laughs> <laughs> right, that would be... I mean, yeah, getting Keith Richards on it would make no sense at this point <laughs> yeah. you need someone like a little more coherent I guess well and you, you could still just look at them and recognize them and it was like yeah like sure the guys from Queen are still around but they just look like old you, dads now <laughs> well I guess we'd still recognize Mick or Keith they just keep yeah. getting more and more wrinkled yeah <laughs> yeah oh uh, yeah I don't know I don't know who else they would choose but see if it was five years ago with them Bowie and that would have been awesome <laughs> God, I'd have loved it if they had a Bowie cameo <laughs> Yeah. And then it would have made more sense with the British thing as well, because they would have actually been in, like, England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's unfortunate that they that Bowie has passed on, because that, that would have been, like you said, the ones we need are dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, yeah. So, yeah, just who, who do you use other than Dave Grohl? But, <laughs> you know, maybe just don't. Again, again, Bogus Journey gives us Jim Martin. True. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Jim Martin, but, I mean, come on. <laughs> it's not like the top of the world there uh, music wise <laughs> so yeah it's, it's just not enough people are out there rocking right now yeah honestly Dave Gold makes a lot more sense than Jim Martin because he's yeah. been doing it for 30 years so <laughs> here's a fun thought isn't it cool how for like the past 70 years just rocking on a guitar has not has never become uncool as a proficient guitarist I don't know if it's cool anymore it's still cool it's still I mean it's still, like, people do think, like, oh, it's kind of lame when you're at a party. And you're just like, oh, I'm just going to jam out on my guitar. <laughs> but, like, just being in a garage and having a band with your friends and playing guitar well, is still something that is cool to a young person. Yeah, do we do that? I mean, I did that, obviously, growing up. But do Americans still do that? Do yeah, British people still, do still that? have bands, okay. yeah. Japan's weird in that um, playing, being in a band and playing guitar is actually a girl thing in Japan. Yeah. You don't run across many guys that uh, are playing guitar or something. But the, the girls want to... What are they trying to... They want to be sound like a... Not K-pop. Because they don't J-pop? Because it's Japan? Yeah. No, but then J-rock. I had a student yesterday who's really into, like, the, the BTS or whatever. So I don't, I don't oh, know yeah, how yeah, guitars K-pop fit into... Popular. I don't know how guitars fit into this. But, yeah, Japan's weird in that we've... Um, it's almost like Billy and Thea didn't phase me because I've been teaching these people for the past 15 years. Anyway. Yeah, I had a student, like, last year who was real... She just seemed like the most sensible, normal Japanese schoolgirl. She plays drums in a rock and roll band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, these bands, it, 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 often they play at the actual school. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's not cool for a for an old punk rocker. No. <laughs> like the power. I guess it's nice they let them do that, because I don't think they let us do that at my high school. But I mean, I'm at my high school graduation, the two lamest dudes in the year went up and played um, American Wake Pop. Me Up When September Ends. Oh, okay. But the drummer was so loud, you couldn't hear the other. The guy, like, singing and playing guitar. No bass, okay, that sounds about right. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well. Uh, Johnny B. I guess that's going to bring us to the, the end of our adventure through time and space and hell and not heaven in this one, but, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, weirdly. He- heaven, is, heaven is everyone rocking out together at the end, man. Yeah, maybe heaven didn't exist until they fixed time and space. Yeah, there you go. That's why everyone went to hell. (laughs) That's my headcanon. Yeah. Oh, I guess before we completely wrap up, um, one recent movie that had a very, not the same, but similar-ish climax was uh, that uh, Mr. Peabody movie. Oh, the animated one. I know it came out. I never watched it. It's not bad. It's not bad. I don't even know. It has the whole whole thing where like time and space is breaking down and like things from random times like falling out of the sky. So it did occur to me that that was a another one I mean Doctor Who's done that stuff plenty of times yeah 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 very Whovian ending but uh, just just for a feature length film that kind of uh, one that's underrated and I like by the way so I Mm. guess I should grade it with that but uh, yeah 
Hopefully we'll see Bill and Ted again sometime. I mean, I, I don't know if we need to. I, I don't know if we need to, and I can't imagine we actually will. But, but I'd love it if we see them in like 20 years. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's face it. Let's face the music. We didn't expect to see them this late and enjoy it. So, mm-hmm. you know, fool me again. That's cool. Yeah, uh, I was very happy with this You film. fool me and it works. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, where do they get in touch with us? You want to follow the podcast on Twitter? It's at MLSFSpod. Want to get in touch on Facebook? You can go to Matt, just search Matt Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. Make sure you re- subscribe. Give us a five star rating on iTunes. If you're listening on YouTube, press like or whatever. Do that stuff. I guess I'm just gonna say use the same music this week as last week. Yeah, makes sense. I only have so many like wailing guitar tracks. You need to wail on more guitars then. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just want I want that um that future sound, right? If you want to hear Matt's music, rock. you can go to rovingsagemedia.bandcamp.com. Yeah. Or you can just, like, let yourself enter the universe, and then you'll be everywhere at all times and all places. So you'll hear Matt when he's making the music live. There we go. And for Luke, Luke loves PKMN at yep. Twitter. You can check out my other, po- my other podcast. It's about Pokemon. If you want to talk about the weird balancing act of new things and nostalgia, we've got plenty of that. Um, you can find that on Twitter at Luke Loves PKMN, as Matt said. It's on Facebook, same address. Listen to it on your podcasting app of choice. You know how to listen to podcasts. You're listening to one right now. I'm recording one right now, not listening to it. Oh, they are. Oh, uh, I thought you were talking to me. Never talking to you. You're talking to me? Ain't no one else here. I tolerate you, but I'm talking to the listeners. (laughs) (laughs) And what should they do? Is that the beginning of Led Zeppelin's Immigrant Song? no idea. <laughs> Wasn't a guitar. <laughs>
Those left outside 